listening to the Miracle Word Podcast. We believe that the Word of God gives you the power to experience never-ending increase in every area. If you're ready for revelation that will take you to the next level, you're in the right place. Here's your host, evangelist, author, and founder of Miracle Word University, Ted Shuttlesworth, Jr. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast again today. So excited that you're joining me. I am recording this from Logan, West Virginia. That's the southern part of West Virginia, down by the capital, Charleston, where we're having revival right now. And uh, I've got something for you today that I believe is going to change your entire life. This is something that uh, I've really been doing a lot of study on recently, and uh, God's been showing me some things from His Word. I can't wait to show it to you. But before we jump in, let me just say that I'm so excited that our new course on Answered Prayer is available in Miracle Word University. And if you've ever prayed and, and wondered why, why maybe you're not receiving answers to prayer, or it seems like answers are taking so long to come back to you, or you've just not had a clear understanding of prayer. You know, many people think that all prayer is, is asking God to do the things you need him to do in your life. But did you know that's only one of the eight types of prayer we find in scripture. So I want you to go check out this new course on prayer in Miracle Word University. Just browse to MiracleWordU, the letter U, dot com. That's MiracleWordU dot com. And uh, check out this new course on answered prayer right there. You can take a look at the course curriculum, all of the different videos offered in the course. And as always, all of our courses are only $69 a piece. So I want to encourage you to check it out, get involved, share it with somebody, and let them know what's available right now at Miracle Word University. All right, let's jump in today. I want to talk about a subject that is so uh, not often talked about in the body of Christ, because when you hear this word mentioned, many times people's minds uh, stray to New Age philosophy or Buddhism or Hinduism or many of these other world religions. When you hear the word meditations, many times you begin to think uh, of somebody, you know, doing yoga or sitting in a cross-legged position with their fingers touching, eyes closed, humming, something weird that maybe you've seen in a movie. But it is God himself that instituted meditation. It is something that he commanded uh, throughout scripture that would bring success to his children. And I'm going to show you something so very interesting in the word of God today. And I wanted to start by uh, showing you uh, two verses of scripture that are found in Isaiah 55 verses eight and nine, Isaiah 55 verses eight and nine. Look what the Bible says. God is speaking here. He says, for my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways. And my thoughts are higher than your thoughts. So understand from the very beginning that God is on another level. His thoughts, his ways are on another level from ours. And we need access to the mighty thoughts and ways of God. 
We've got to gain access to his thoughts. We've got to gain access to his ways. The reason being is because when a person gains access to the thoughts and to the ways of God, it brings them into supernatural greatness. People become supernaturally great when they have access to the thoughts and the ways of God. Let me give you an example from scripture. The Bible says in Psalm 103, verse 7, Psalm 103, verse 7, that God made known his ways to Moses, but his acts to the people of Israel. So notice the people of Israel only gained access to the things God did, but Moses gained access to the way God did them. Moses got a behind the scenes look at the acts and not just the acts like the children, but the ways of God. He got behind the scenes access to the ways of of God. Well, look at the result of Moses' life. If you flip back to Exodus chapter 11 and verse 3, the Bible says, and the Lord gave the people favor in the sight of the Egyptians. Moreover, the man Moses was very great in the land of Egypt. See that? He was very great in the land of Egypt in the sight of Pharaoh's servants and in the sight of the people. So, The people got favor from the acts of God, but Moses gained promotion and became very great in the land of Egypt and in the sight of Pharaoh and in the sight of Pharaoh's servants. What was it that caused Moses to become very great? It was his access to the ways of God. It was his access. In fact, let's say it another way today. Let's say it this way. It was Moses' access to the secrets of God or the secret of God. When you have the secrets of God, you can gain supernatural greatness that you could not gain any other way. When I was young and when video games were first coming out, I can remember my dad came home in about 1990, the year 1990, and brought back to our house a Nintendo entertainment system. I mean, for the very first time, you know, we had, uh, you got that one cartridge that it came with where you had access to two games in one cartridge. Many of you remember this. It was <laughs> Super Mario Brothers 1, and it was also Duck Hunt. Super Mario Brothers and Duck Hunt. And you had the little gun that you could shoot at the screen, shoot the ducks and the dog that laughed at you. And you got access to Super Mario 1. The only problem was that back then when video games first came out, there was no way really to save your game. And the games were not easy to go through. They were hard. Still to this day, I mean, like you have to have like master dexterity to get through Super Mario Brothers 1. And uh, the games were not easy to get through. They were hard and you only had three lives when you start out the game. So if you fall down a pit or you get hit by a monster or whatever, you're dead. And no matter how far you've gotten in the game, once you're dead, you got to start all the way over from the beginning of the game. Well, in the game, Super Mario Brothers, there were eight levels uh, with, I believe, three boards on each level. And uh, you used to have to play through 1-1, one, 1-2, one, 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 You'd go to the castle, defeat the uh, dragon, then go to the next level, 2-1, two, 2-2, two, 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 But then we found out about a secret. We found out about something in the game called the warp zone. And if you remember playing Super Mario Brothers 1, you clearly remember the warp zone. And that if you knew the secret of how to get to the warp zone, you could skip 
all of the other levels in between where the warp zone took you. So once you completed the first board, you would go underground to level one, two. And if you knew how to do it, you could break through the bricks and run across the ceiling, above the ceiling, all the way across the board with all of your enemies down below you. They couldn't touch you. They couldn't gain access to you. And you could run across the top of the level all the way to the end until you got to a little place that was secret called the warp zone and the, and the text would pop up on the screen and it would say, welcome to warp zone. Cause it was made by Japanese people that didn't really speak English. So it didn't say welcome to the warp zone. It would just say welcome to warp zone. And you would fall down into that little area. There were three tubes that allowed you to choose to go to level two, level three or level four. And most people just jumped straight to level four and allowed you to go now from the first level and jump all the way to the fourth level. And when you came out of the castle, you were now on level four dash one. Well, as you run through level four and come complete that first level, you would go underground again to level four, two. And if you knew what you were doing, there was another warp zone available. And at that second level, you could warp all the way to the eighth level. So literally with only having played four boards, you could go all the way to the eighth level, skipping all of those obstacles through level four, five, six, and seven, and get to the final part of the game, uh, Mario Brothers, it was level eight, and you could go through one, two, and three. And just by knowing those two secrets, you could excel far past others that were playing the game and end the game and get to your goal much more quickly, much more effectively, and with less resistance than everybody else who was playing the game. And that was the advantage of knowing the secret of where the warp zone was. In the same way today, that is the advantage of understanding the secret of God. When the secret of God, when you know his ways, when you find his secrets, and he, uh, one way to translate this is, or gain his secret counsel. Once you gain the secret counsel of God, it allows you to level up quickly, and as it did for Moses, to become very great in the land of Egypt, which was not the promised land. This was a land of their enemies. So notice that God didn't have to wait until uh, they had gotten into the promised land to bring them greatness. According to the scripture, the Bible says they were still in the land of their enemies, but because Moses knew the ways of God, he had access to the secret of God. He became very great in the land of the Egyptians and in the sight of Pharaoh and Pharaoh's servants. And he went to the next level because he had access. Well, that is what the secret of God does for any person. But most people don't have access to that because the secret of God comes from meditation. I want to show you this from scripture today. Deuteronomy chapter 29 and verse 29. Deuteronomy 29, verse 29. Listen to this. The Bible says, The secret things belong to the Lord our God, but the things that are revealed belong to us and our children forever, that we may do all the words of this law. So notice, God has the secret things reserved to himself. But then the things that get revealed, they belong to us. So whatever is revealed from God to us belongs to us. 
It no longer just becomes his secret. It becomes our secret. And that secret can be translated this way in other translations, his secret counsel. Later on, if you followed video games at all, you'll know that many companies, as video games became more and more popular throughout the United States, there are many companies that created what we call game guides, game guides. And as you would buy these game guides, it was a walkthrough of whatever game you were playing. And uh, in the past, you had to just search and search to try to find the secret treasures and different boards and all the different things you were looking for, all of the obstacles and told you how to fight all the enemies. But if you bought this game guide, these are people that had already gone through the game, discovered every treasure, found every hidden location, knew how to defeat every enemy with ease. And if you just bought the game guide, you had instant access to the answers to know how to defeat that level and go to the next level without any issue. That gave you access to the secrets that other people had to search for for long periods of time. They, you had access to them in moments because of the game guide. The same is true. Bible says in Deuteronomy 29, the secret things belong to the Lord. The secret things belong to the Lord our God, but the things that are revealed belong to us. So when we gain access to the secrets of God, it allows us to go from level to level to level very quickly without the same resistance that everybody else has to face, without the same obstacles, and without having to fight the same battles. Much like in Super Mario 1, you can run across the ceiling and realize that you're seated in heavenly places, and the enemies that other people are, are trying to fight and battle are just far below your feet, and you're running a, a ahead of them and over them on the way to your next level. The Bible says this, Job is speaking here, and in the book of Job, chapter 29, verses 2 through 4, listen to this. Job said, oh, that I were, as in months past. He's, he's longing for what it was like in the past. Oh, that I were, as in months past. Look at this. As in the days when God preserved me. Look at this. When his candle shined upon my head, and when... Uh, by his light, I walked through the darkness as I was in the days of my youth when the secret of God was upon my tabernacle. Job said when the secret of God, the Bible describes Job as the greatest man in the East, the richest man. He was so blessed. He had so much. And then by the end of his life, he had a double portion of what he had previously. And Job gives us the answer here as to why he was able to level up so quickly and so, and so explosively. The Bible says he tells us that the, in the days of his youth, the secret of God was upon his tabernacle. The secret of God was upon his tabernacle. So gaining access to the secrets of God or as other translations say, the secret counsel of God. Once we gain access to that, notice there is a quick leveling up for God's people who gain access to his secrets. Now, I want to tell you, anybody that's in covenant with God is already pre-qualified to receive his secret counsel. Anybody that's in covenant with God already has been pre-qualified to receive his secret counsel. That's what the Bible tells us in Psalm 25, verse 14. Listen to this. The secret of the Lord is with those who fear him 
and he will show them his covenant. See that now. The secret of the Lord is with those who fear him and he will show them his covenant. So notice what I just was telling you is that anybody who's in covenant with God and you fear the Lord, that the secret of the Lord belongs to you. It's with you. He will show you his covenant. So then we ask ourselves, how do we get to the place where God begins to show us his secrets or he reveals unto us the secret things? Or as he did for Moses, he made his ways known unto Moses, made his ways known unto Moses. I would love to be one of the ones that God makes his ways known unto, his thoughts known unto, his secrets known unto. Well, look at this as we go further. As I said at the beginning of this podcast, it is meditation. It is that power of meditation that allows us to hear the thoughts and the plans of God. It's very important for us to understand that prayer is never a one-sided system. Prayer is never a one-sided system. Prayer is two-sided. It is not just us talking to God. It is God talking to us. It is never just us talking to God. The most important part of prayer is when God speaks back to us. In fact, that's the whole reason we pray, isn't it? We want to hear from the Lord. We want God's input into our life. We want to hear what God has to say. We want to hear his plans for our lives, not just what we have to say. We already know everything we have to say. We want to hear what God has to say. And in the Old Testament, even, God begins to give a method or a way for his people to receive this kind of next level explosive growth from his secrets and to receive his ways. Look what he said to Joshua in Joshua chapter one. Now notice Moses had already led God's people, but it was time for a transition of leadership and Joshua was taking over where Moses left off. And the Bible tells us that God is now giving Joshua the method by which he can lead his people successfully and into prosperity and success. And this is what the Bible says in Joshua 1.8. God said, this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall, here we go, get ready. You shall meditate, meditate, meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do according to all that's written in it. For then, only then, you will make your way prosperous and you will have good success. So there's two areas in which we have to meditate. Number one, we've got to meditate on the written word of God. We've got to meditate on scripture. As we read God's word, it's not enough to read it. We also must sit and meditate on the word of God. This is where a spirit of wisdom and revelation kicks in. That's why Paul prayed that very important prayer for the church at Ephesus. He said, God, would you please grant unto them a spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of you? 
that the eyes of their understanding would be enlightened. So God wants our eyes and the spirit to be opened. He wants us to have a spirit of wisdom and revelation so that when we read his word, we're not just reading it like it's information, but we're gaining supernatural revelation. And we see things that we've never seen. And when we meditate upon the mighty word of God, God can then speak to us and give us things we've never heard before and take us to places we've never been before by meditation. The Bible mirrors this command in Psalm 1, verses 1 through 3. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of scoffers, but his delight is in the law of of the Lord. Get that? And on his law, he meditates. There it is again. Meditates day and night. He meditates day and night. Meditation. See, once again, God is instructing. This is not new age philosophy. This is not Hinduism or Buddhism. This is supernatural connection with the most high God. And he said, when you get my word, whether in prayer, whether my written word, meditate upon it day and night. The Bible says here, here are the benefits for people who do that. He said, then they'll be like a tree planted by streams of water that bears fruit in every season. His leaf will never wither. And in all that he does, he will prosper. Notice, it's the same benefits that God begins to speak to Joshua, that after you begin to meditate on my word, then you'll make your way prosperous and have good success. Says the same in Psalm 1, after you meditate on the law of the Lord, then you'll be like a tree planted by the water that you'll have bear fruit in every season. Your leaves will not wither and you'll prosper in all you do. Notice, Moses was prospering. He was the greatest man in all of Egypt, Bible says. He became very great in the land of Egypt. Notice that it happened for Job as he meditated and the secret of God was upon his tabernacle. He became the greatest man in the East. He became the greatest man. He was so rich. He was so wealthy. Why? Because the secret of God was upon his tabernacle. Notice the same thing was said about Solomon. Solomon being the wisest man, God uh, was able to impart to him supernatural wisdom, meaning he operated in the secret counsel of God. And he was so wealthy and he was so blessed that the queen of Sheba heard the reputation of his wealth and riches and couldn't even believe it. And she said, you know what? He thinks he's rich, but I'm going to take a trip to where he is and show him what riches really look like. And the Bible says the queen of Sheba gathered up her servants and a caravan and riches and all that she was going to show off and made a trip to where Solomon was. And when she got there in full regalia and expecting to blow his mind with what she had, the Bible says she entered into just the outer regions of his uh, kingdom and saw the lobby or the outer court 
courts and the riches of his servants and what his servants had and how wealthy just his servants were. And the Bible says she couldn't believe it. She fainted. It took the spirit out of her, literally, when she saw the level of blessing that Solomon walked at. Solomon being the uh, wisest man of the day, operating in the uh, secrets of God. The secrets of God. When you operate in the secrets of God uh, or the secret counsel of God, then God begins to show you things that you have not previously known. Very interesting. He shows you things you have not previously known. And those secrets will set you head and shoulders above the rest. Let me show you something uh, as you look with me at the book of Jeremiah uh, chapter 33 and verse 3. This will show you now how to access the secrets of God. It's not just through his word, but it is also through prayer. And by prayer, God speaks to every one of us individually and gives us secrets uh, of things to come, secrets of things to come. Look at verse three. I'm reading to you from the New Living Translation, Jeremiah 33 and verse three. God says, ask me, that's prayer, talk to God in prayer. He says, ask me and I will tell you remarkable secrets you do not know about things to come. One translation says he'll give you secrets about the future, secrets about the future. So God can tell you secrets about things that no one even knows are coming. Nobody even knows are about to happen. He'll give you secrets about the future. And when he does, it allows you to take actionable steps that will put you in position for supernatural production and promotion that no one else has access to. That is what causes you to go to that next level, like Moses, like Job, like Solomon, like all of those who went before that heard the secrets of God and meditated on the word of God and on the spoken word that they received through prayer. It allows you to go to another level when you receive the secrets of God. You know, I was listening to Brother Hagin teach one time and he was talking about a time when the Lord woke him up in the middle of the night uh, and it was coming into early, early morning. He sat straight up in bed and God began to deliver secrets to him. And he said to him, my son, there is a, a financial crunch was the term he used. He was talking about a recession. He said, there's a financial crunch that's getting ready to come to the nation of America. But if you'll do what I tell you to do, then it will come to the nation, but you and your ministry will never feel it when it comes. But now God began to deliver secrets to him. He said, whatever ministries you've gotten involved with that I never told you to get involved with, get out of them today. Then God gave him a list of people in his office that he had never told him to hire. And he said, go in today and let these people go immediately. One after another, God began to give Brother Hagin secrets uh, about what to do next so that when the recession came to the nation, not only would he not struggle, he would never feel it when it came. So that day, Brother Hagin went in being led by the secrets of God, and he got out of every ministry that the Lord never told him to be involved with. He let those people go. 
that day, and he testified that the recession shortly thereafter did come to America. It affected many ministries. He said many that were on television had to go off of television. They didn't see the finances coming in anymore. Many things uh, that hurt ministries. But he said not only did we not feel it once, he said it was during that recession that we had all of the finances come in, cash, to build the Rama campus in Tulsa, Oklahoma. So during a recession when everybody else was losing, he was gaining because only one reason, the secret of God, the secret of God. When God delivers his secrets to you, it is so that he can prosper you, so that he can promote you and take you to another level. In fact, I'll leave you with this. There's a story that's found in uh, the uh, book of Second Kings. And it's very interesting to me because <laughs> the king that was coming against God's people, see, it was the king of Aram. He was at war with Israel. And uh, he would make plans against the nation of Israel. And the Bible says in Second Kings chapter 6, um, verses 8, and you can read on from there, but when the king of Aram was at war with Israel, he would confer with his officers and say, Let's mobilize our forces in such and such a place. But immediately, Elisha, the man of God, would warn the king of Israel, do not go near that place for the Arameans are planning to mobilize their troops there. So the king of Israel would send word to the place indicated by the man of God. And time and time again, Elisha warned the king so that he'd be on alert there. Now look at verse 11, but the king of Aram became very upset over this and he called his officers together and demanded, which of you is the traitor? Who's been informing the king of Israel of my plans? Verse 12, it's not us, my lord, the king, one of the officers replied, Elisha, the prophet in Israel tells the king of Israel, even the words that you speak in the privacy of your bedroom. So notice, Elisha was not there, but in order to help God's children, God began to tell Elisha the king's secrets. Why? Because the secrets of the king did not really belong to the king. The Bible says the secret things belong to the Lord. And it was, God had every right to reveal the secrets to his man to save his people. And the Bible declares that every time there was a plan coming against God's children, God would reveal those secrets ahead of time and give them the wisdom to make sure that every evil attack against their nation was thwarted and that they would not be destroyed. God is still doing the same thing today. He is showing his people how to miss out on every attack. When the devil comes to destroy you, when he makes a plan to take you out, notice the secrets of God are there available for you so that you're never destroyed, but you continue to increase. You continue to be blessed day after day, week after week, year after year. And that's why the Bible can tell us no weapon formed against you can prosper. Every tongue that rises against you, you will condemn it because God gives you access to the secrets of his presence. Notice that he gives you access to the secrets of of his presence. But listen, that is why it's so vital that we live a life of prayer. If you have not gone back in the podcast and listened to the podcast entitled The Power of the 224 Rule, you need to go back and listen to that podcast as soon as you can because I'm stressing 
the importance of dedication to the kingdom of God. If you have a cell phone and you drive through an area where there's no signal and you were in the middle of a conversation with one of your friends who was texting you or direct messaging you back and forth, and all of a sudden you'd ask a very important question and you don't get anything back. You don't hear anything from your friend. Well, it's not because your friend's not sending you messages. It's because you've gone into a place where there's no signal. And because there's no signal, no messages can come to you. But notice when you drive back into a spot where there is signal, all those messages come through at once. Your phone gets bombarded. It dings and vibrates time and time again for the next three minutes. And all of a sudden, 30 text messages come through. Why? Because the messages were there, you just didn't have any signal to receive them. That's what happens to God's people when they refuse to pray and they refuse to read God's word. It's not that God's not speaking. It's not that he doesn't have secrets to give to you. It's that we've lost connection to receive those messages because we have stepped out of a place of prayer and meditation. I want to encourage those of you that are listening to the podcast today, now more than ever, it is important to study your word and to pray on a daily basis and ask God to reveal to you the secret things that he promised he would in Jeremiah 33 and verse 3. Notice this, that not only do you need to pray and read the word, but you've got to, as the word says in Psalm 1 and Joshua 1, meditate. You've got to meditate on the things of God. Meditate and allow God to speak to you in a quiet spirit. I'm saying your spirit needs to be quieted. In this day and age that we live, there is something filling every portion of our day. There's always entertainment calling for us. There's always something that's trying to steal our attention. Very rare that people quiet their spirit to hear from God. But that's what part of what meditation is. It is uh, re, re, over and over. You're going over the power of God and the word of God and the, uh, the directions of God you've been given in your spirit and in your mind, rehashing them over and over again. And it's in these moments that God can speak and reveal to you the secret things that belong to him. Hope you enjoyed that podcast today. Listen, let me say one more time that our new book, Unhang Your Harp, is available. If you don't have that yet, grab it. It is now on amazon.com and it's also available at shop.miracleword.com and you can get a couple of copies for you and somebody else. Understanding how the power of praise opens the door to every blessing that God has set aside for your life. Listen, if you're watching, if you're listening to the podcast today, screenshot it on your phone, pop it up on social media and tag me. Let me know you're listening to the broadcast and that you enjoy it. And those of you that have time, I really appreciate it if you'd rate the podcast on iTunes and maybe even leave a review for me. I really appreciate that. It helps more people to see the podcast and it gets it out there for more and more people to receive the word of God. I love you guys and I'll see you next week, but don't forget until next time, goodness and mercy are following you for the rest of your life. We would love for you to join us in a live service. To find out when Ted Shuttlesworth Jr. will be near you, please visit our website at www.miracleword.com. 